0: Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash project for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash project for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Danielle. She is from BetterFemaleFriendships.com and the host of the Friend Forward podcast. She is on a mission to help women create and maintain better friendships as an adult in the online world, as a business owner, all of the things she has recently been featured on nBC news and I've been hired to to coach some of the like most impressive people I've been so blown away by everything she had to say today, and I'm excited for you to dive in
1: y'all This is about friendships, how you have them, how you keep them, how you maintain them, how you be a better friend, how you outgrow old friendships. Every question that you have felt uncomfortable asking about how to make friends in the online space, in the real life space, as a business owner, are getting answered on this podcast episode today. Abby and I feel like open up a lot in our needs of friendship and our own loneliness when it comes to feeling like we know a lot of people, but not having deep connections Danielle really breaks down what does it mean to be a level nine friend versus a level four friend, the three factors that you need in every friendship for it to thrive, how you can re-engage with people you already know to try to build connections from literally your current network, and everything in between. This one truly you're going to listen to it like four times because you're going to get so many good action steps to take. And I'm very excited for you. I'm very excited for us. (laughs) And I hope that so many friendships are made because of this episode.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have this chat. I am so
1: freaking pumped to have you here. I think this is a conversation that literally every single one of our listeners is going to want to take something away from. They've been like thinking that they need, but they don't know how to ask these type of questions to get the results that they're actually looking for. And I think what's always serendipitous about our show is that these specific conversations are happening between me and Abby with our different coaching programs or our own students. And they're happening in our real lives. And then we meet someone like you who can actually provide real tangible action steps for us to be like, okay, no, go listen to Danielle and everything that she says in this area, because this is something that I feel like we all struggle with, and the, big hot topic of the day is how the French toast do you make friends as an adult? And (laughs) how do you make friends in the online world? And what are friends and what does that mean? (laughs) So we're going to be talking, I feel like about all of those different aspects, but I would love just a quick rundown into how in the world did this get to be your niche and your like zone of genius?
2: Yeah, it's it's so wild because I always... Make the joke that, you know, becoming a friendship coach is certainly not something that was on my vision board when I was eight, you know? It just happened. So I was actually a high school English teacher for six years. And so I found myself coaching, you know, students through between classes, after class. And I made the foolish mistake of thinking that I was leaving that drama behind when I got into public relations, because I'm like, finally, I'm dealing with adult women who are ambitious. And then it's like, oh, snap, like they have issues too. (laughs) And so I kind of had the takeaway of at every stage of womanhood, we're trying to navigate friendships, how to make them, how to keep them going, how to pivot when they they don't work out because you become a business owner. So that's when I kind of became obsessed and I was like, this is fascinating. And so for the past two, three years now, this is what I've been doing. I fell into it and it's been a really awesome and continually surprising journey so far.
0: I'm sure. I can only imagine. Like, there's many things. I think you can imagine yourself being at any stage of life.
1: But this I, is the this, opposite this is of not whatever. Necessarily I would one
0: do. of those things that you're like, oh yeah, for sure that thing. Well, I think the topic on everybody's mind is, I would love that. Like, I like I I like, I would love. i friends. craving friendships, and you know, some people would love to be like okay friends with a lot of people. Some people crave like deeper friendships with a fewer people, but either way, I do think people crave connection. And especially after being isolated for so long with, with COVID and, and the world just changing around us and we're coming out and like the world's a different place, but also we're different people with, maybe we got more clear on our priorities or how we want to spend our time. And so maybe the people we started with before 2020 are not necessarily the people we need moving forward. But even still, like, I think some of us hold on to things that aren't necessarily real friendships. They're just kind of shitty container for friendships. And I don't know, where do we even start? Like, I think that's the thing. People are just overwhelmed. Like, I don't know where to meet people. I don't know where to look. And do I really have to do that, like, Bumble app for friends? Like, Ugh. I legitimately thought about that. I do too. I've thought about it multiple times, and I'm feeling
2: you. Okay, so you're not alone there. Women, especially being you know contained in the house, you do start to think, okay, how can I satisfy this need, even though I have these restrictions about going outside? And you know, and we're in an increasingly technological world. So for a lot of people, the next natural step is, okay, well, how do I do this online? I guess let me get familiar. And so you know, yes, a lot of women turn to apps like Bumble BFF. I know they have tons of success stories i will say however a lot of coaching sessions you know that i have women will list that as something they've tried and they'll say you know it was great for meeting people but then i never knew what to do next it's always the art of momentum or creating depth which unfortunately those those apps don't help you do but i think there are tremendous resources if you're trying to just meet a brand new person then there's no shortage of women so you know it could be helpful in that way but you know to have adult women entrepreneurial women say how do I make friends is so... I wonder if we're so self-sufficient and driven and together that we don't want to admit a vulnerability like that. And it also is seemingly unnecessary to run a successful business. So we don't tend to it because we're like... I just need to focus on like my offers and my clients, you know, I'm just trying to I'm reading your journal. I'm reading your diary right now. Okay, pretty much. Uh, but you're not alone. And especially, you know, one of the 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 most popular question I get hands down is how do I make friends? And it often comes with some kind of qualifier. So it's how do I make friends as a new college graduate, as a mom? as a business owner. And I always say about 80% of the content is the same across the board. It's universal. But yeah, there is some stuff that's probably specific to where you are. And I know for coaches, for business owners, we do live kind of in a unique space and it makes making friends kind of difficult. You're like, yes, 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 get to it. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Boom. Number one tip is I want you to start with who you already know. Because a lot of times we're using the the phrase, make new friends and meet new people synonymously. The two are not the same. And so there's no shortage of meeting new people. But a lot of us, you know, making friends refers to the art of cultivating something meaningful with another person. And who said you have to start from scratch? A lot of us have people in our network that we've dismissed as potential friends For whatever reason. She's too young. Uh, She is a nine to five. She probably can't relate. Uh, We have a mutual friend, but she seems closer to her than me, so I'm not gonna go for it. And we have tons of people we have dismissed as potential friends. Is it possible you can tap back into that well and entertain the idea of this person being an actual friend? You already have buffers. You already have things in common, but can you expand that? So the people you do kind of see often, can you expand the conversation by two more minutes than you normally would? Can you talk to them now like they're a potential friend instead of just a girl you know? So when you engage differently, I think we're often surprised by the outcome, but it's because we haven't even trained our mind that, wait a second, I could put Potentially be friends with this girl. So, you know, start with who you know. Uh, The second thing for business owners, we know how to network when it comes to, you know, professional stuff, but I always say you should be leveraging connections with your super connector friends. So these are people who thrive on bringing different groups together. I would like to consider myself one. I'm the one who's like, oh my God, Tiffany, you should meet my friend Maria. You guys will, oh my gosh, we do it in business. Why not leverage those people for our social lives? So that extroverted friend who loves getting people together, why not text her and say, "Hey, I'm trying to get more plugged in. I thought of you cuz you're always doing something cool, you've always got a gaggle of women around you, and I'm just curious, do you know of anything around town that's like worth me checking out? Like what's worth checking out around here?" She's probably either going to give you recommendations, which will be helpful, Or go the next step of saying, oh my gosh, actually, yeah, some of us are going out Tuesday, you should come. But you cannot have a desire satisfied until you make it known. And so many of us are self-conscious about saying, man, I want friends. And sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I could get together all the women who tell me that in secret in a session and be like, yes, all of you are saying it and put them in a room. And so you cannot get that need met until you... Uh, bring in the help of your friends and and kind of let them know that that's something that you're looking for. And those are two ways to kind of get started with cultivating those relationships. Well,
0: I have so many follow-up questions. <laughs> I have a question.
1: <laughs> okay. So let's go let's go to part 1 where we're re, re engaging with past connections. Literally, you just slide into their DMs, you like reach out to them in a way and you say, "Hey girl, uh what's up?" <laughs> What do you say? Cause I can think of some people. Yeah. Okay. Angry, but, like, mind.
2: Lingering. Okay. Good. So the fact that you have people in your mind, step one. Step two is like, okay, how do I say this? And in what forum? Whatever forum it feels natural to you all. So if you all, if, if email is normal for you two, if you were to have a conversation, you're in that realm, then stick there. If you have texted a couple times and that's now normal for you all, if that's appropriate, then you go there. In terms of what you start saying, I always like the, the thing of, um, hey, I saw XYZ. And I thought of you, or I thought of that party we went to, or I thought of that festival. I thought of that show It made me think of you. I thought I'd reach out see how you're doing. That's it. But that way it doesn't feel so random. And also a lot of times I know we get self-conscious about like, oh my gosh, am I going to look desperate? Am I going to look? The average person is flattered by the fact that you thought of them. No one's really thinking like, oh my gosh, what a weirdo. But if you tell me like, oh my gosh, I saw this thing at Target, it made me think about that festival two years ago, I just wanted to like send it your way. Whether I even accompany that with like a picture of me in the aisle of the thing that I'm talking about, but people feel flattered to be thought of and it gets the conversation going. Hopefully she's saying something back like, Yes, that was such a good time. You know, oh yeah, well, you know, I do you want to grab coffee sometime or I just wanted to let you know, or whatever it is, but it's about building kind of that momentum. If you're expecting in the first interaction after three years, you're going to coffee, it can unfortunately sometimes make people suspicious or they're wondering about ulterior motives. So I'm just letting you know, like, I thought of you, period. I'm not trying to like sell you on my new program. Sell you something. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, so how do we make this go deeper? Because I think perhaps I'm not afraid to have those like initial conversations, but I, I feel like it goes one or two ways. Like either one, I'm the only one who really cares about it actually turning into more. And they're like, I feel like I keep suggesting we go up or, <laughs> or reaching out and they're not texting back or like, how do you find someone that's like willing to give what you're willing to give?
2: Okay. So that's a great question because I think the way you framed it is very interesting. So when we say like, how do I find people who, or the kind of girl who, we've determined that it's a type of person who will offer this as opposed to something we just have to look for and a behavior that anybody can give us back as opposed to like, oh, she let me down. She might not be the right kind of person or she can't give what I'm looking for. She's not one of those. Instead of anybody can offer it. And there are some things that we can do to kind of you know nurture that a little. Bit. It. So, in terms of keeping momentum, the first thing I'll go to, I'm going to say, especially since we're talking to business owners, is try really hard to turn that off. A lot of us come into it in coach mode, and before we know it, we've developed a dynamic where I'm the coach and you're a potential client, or I'm, tr- you know what I mean. <laughs> turn it off. And I, I, I recently coached a woman who is. Beautiful, smart, sharp, large social following, makes tons of money in her business. And she came to me because she was like, yeah, all that stuff's good, but I feel like I can't turn it off. And because of that, I feel like I don't have any friends. And so it got kind of personal, which, you know, normally the sessions do, but we had to explore. Well, what else do you feel like you have to offer? And a lot of nothing. Us- <laughs> it's your main thing? I mean, Enneagram three,
1: INFJ, it's all
2: work.
0: Like, it's what I think about. It's what I breathe. It's like what I'm considering. And like, and I'm not mad about it. And I like having business conversations with people, but then I, sometimes you end up feeling like, We went to lunch and all we did was talk about work and not only my work but their work. And then you're suggesting things for them to do on like ways they can grow. I feel like I should have charged you for that (sighs) session. And so like and then and then and well and maybe this is it. Maybe it's that maybe the initial connection was work, but you're realizing you don't have things in common outside of that. And so then it's just like I don't. So how do you find the people that you actually have stuff in common with outside of the work bubble? Because I think maybe that's the actual issue is like... I don't know. Maybe I'm interpreting wrong.
2: So to get clear on what those things are, the same way we feel like, oh, you meet a woman who's a uh, who's a fellow coach, and you're like, oh my gosh, boom! Let's. I already know what things to start talking to you about because that's my world. What are the other things that light you up that you love to do? I mean, I'm talking even as simple as like a show that you love because it has the same effect. That show you love, you mention it to a, a stranger, and they're like, oh my god, I love that show too, and automatically you're like, say no more. Like I I know what kind of person you are you're an amazing person if you like that show. It's the same thing. But in terms of how do I find these people who are non-business obsessed? Well, I don't know. What are those other things that you love and where do those people live? So it starts by working backwards. But until I identify, actually, I really love to cook and I love cooking classes, or actually I really love art, or I'm obsessed with my dog. What are the other things? And then where do those people live? And that's the mix I need to be in. And then when I get there, sure, I'm proud to be a business owner, but do I find that I'm always leading with that or that I'm giving unsolicited advice when they bring something up because that's what excites me. And so some of us are uh, unintentionally creating certain divides already um, because that's what we feel comfortable leading with.
1: I think that's my biggest hang up is I know I give unsolicited advice like often. And so I just don't talk a lot in group settings. But so then it inhibits like actual connection being had because I will just try to be a fly on the wall and sit there because I don't want to fucking coach your whole life and what I think you should be doing because that's what I want to be saying. (laughs) So then I just end up being the quiet person who doesn't connect with anyone. Well, and I think mine's a little bit different in that like, that may be
0: happening in person where I'm giving unsolicited advice, but online, I, I do feel like I have some people that are, like, good friends, but, like, because we're literally not in the same state or in the same region, I feel like we diminish what it could be Um because, like, when am I realistically actually going to, like, fly across the country? Like, so... Uh, I, it could be deeper, but it's like I'm avoiding it being deeper because what I really want is someone to hang out with me on a Friday night in person, in my house.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let me let me nerd out for a second and drop some research on you that might offer some perspective. Okay. So a couple of things that are circulating in my brain. The first thing is um, research shows that you are twice as likely to become friends with people who are simply near you that's why it felt seemingly so easy to make friends in school you are with them in a classroom for 8 hours a day so yes you were forced to get to know each other a new study just came out that shows you know that teachers should use assigned seats because it turns out that it makes those kids friends it's the repetition and it's the proximity and so i i say that to say i know some of us do that thing where we're like well you know i have friends i mean they all live in different places but like i have friends so i'm good that is great But I also encourage you to keep your eyes open and keep your head on a swivel to the people who are physically close to you, like whether that's a co-work space and you see them all the time. I mean- Constant exposure, repeated exposure is a key ingredient of building a friendship. So that's why I always encourage people, what kind of routines do you have in your day? What kind of spaces are you going to all the time? Research, like based in research, statistically, you're more likely to make friends in those spaces.
0: She just whispers. No, I'm not going Get out the
2: house.
0: I'm like <laughs> literally going to the grocery store. And that's it. And So, okay, this is a just laying my life on the line. Okay, so Kansas City is a weird city and that like all the fun shit to do is not on my side of town. And so I meet a lot of people that live 20, 30 minutes away, which seems like it shouldn't be a barrier. It's only 20, 30
1: minutes, but I swear- 30 minutes is a it, long way. You're like 35 minutes from me and it's hard for me to get to and you. It's like There was both this like mental shift of like-
0: well we're in the same city like that should be good enough but it i'm like a cra- i'm like literally craving like a 3 minute walk like i'm i'm craving like a a 5 minutes down the road and like that limits the circle like it's
2: so just go start small. knocking on people's doors it's in your neighborhood I'm like
0: they're all 80 um <laughs>
2: So, oh, you know, so let's keep everything in context. So like, yes, yeah, statistically, I'm more likely to make friends with the people I see all the time. So that's one thing to keep in mind of, okay, let me be intentional about talking to people I see all the time and entertaining the idea of befriending them because I see them all the time. So that's one. Now, sure, in a space where everything's virtual and people are all scattered, you're going to have friends who don't live close and just that is what it is. And that's okay. The thing there is to get intentional about how we uh, make time. One thing that Business owners Especially we say is like, I just don't have the time to like be hanging out to meet friends. I don't have time. And I challenge you to rethink what hanging out looks like. Because normally we'll say something like, you know, I don't have time for like a two-hour bunch on Saturday or to go out late on Thursday night, but you're revealing to me that you associate these long, big escapades with hanging out. So it's not about finding additional hours. It's about layering the time that you have. So as an example, if I know that like clockwork every Sunday evening is my laundry time. Like I just sit down, I do laundry, I watch a show. I need to layer that time with something else I could be doing to connect with somebody. So I might hit up a friend on Friday and say, hey, I miss hearing your voice. I haven't talked to you. How did that one thing turn out? You know, do you want to chat on the phone Sunday around like, I don't know, seven for like 30 minutes or so? What I'm noticing is a lot of times when that ball drops, like when you have the friendship fade and you're like, God, I thought we were hitting it off, but then like nothing happened. I'm noticing it's because even how we invite is not sufficient enough. We're like, we should get together. Yeah. It has to have three parts, it has to have the date. It has to have the duration, especially for my introverted friends. They need to know how long to charge their social battery and they need to know that there's an end time and then it needs to have an occasion. Like, why are we getting together? What's the objective? And so a lot of us do that open-ended like, yeah, we should totally hang out. Like, yeah, that sounds fun. Well, now somebody's got to be required to do the mental labor of figuring that all out and then it just fades. And so layer the time you do have. If you're always rocking your dog, if you're always going to the gym at a certain time, if you have errands to run, can you invite somebody on the trip with you? And if you can't, that goes into something else. Why do you only have friends that you feel like you have to perform for and y'all aren't comfortable enough to just take a walk and that is sufficient? You know, So it's, it kind of layers a bunch of things, but how can you layer time you already have with people who are important to connect with?
0: Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com strategy for your extended 30-day free trial.
2: Uh, new research is finding that a 10-minute phone call with someone boosts your mood, so it doesn't have to be this big old thing. If it's connection we're craving, we have to get creative. And intentional about how we do that. And then, of course, sure who we're doing that with. The uh,
1: Marco Polo app has changed my life in the past couple years. I had it and was only Marcoing like one friend on it pre pandemic. And then, pandemic happened. And I was like, everyone join it. I need to see your faces all of the time. And that's been super helpful for friends who. I know I want to have a deeper connection with, but they don't live here. And just like reality of me seeing you is not going to happen. Um, But I want, I truly value who you are as a person. I want to be in your life. And so let's have some face-to-face time. Yeah. I, I,
0: while I struggle here, I did do something with my college friends that has made a massive difference. And you always have to be paying attention to like, what's going to work for your little circle or whatever. And so we have a Facebook Messenger thread that's. I think there. Is there five of us? Anyway, doesn't really matter how many. Um, and we just chat, and I, I just presented the idea to them a month or two ago, where I was like, "What if you guys have no qualifications for like what you have to say? Like, it doesn't have like it doesn't have to be like the baby announcement thread. Like, I want to just hear from you. Like, literally anything, good, bad, ugly." a random thing of the day, send me a picture, send me a, a message. And it's changed our friendship on a really deep level. And then we added like a con, what a concept we had a reoccurring calendar event. The first Thursday of every month, at eight o'clock when we're all just home anyway, probably binge watching TV, we get on Zoom and we chat. And it, we usually end up chatting for like four or five hours because we're, I mean, we were so close. We did literally everything together in college. And now we live very different, very separate lives. And we're still each other's best friends, but like we're living very different lives. And so it's been really great to, um, have that connection and every time it happens, because I am an introvert, I'm like, it's the first Thursday. I'm like, I'm like almost dreading (laughs) the thing. And then I force myself to go anyway. And every time I'm like, oh, I really needed that. And I'm so glad I went and I'm glad I made myself do the thing. Um, But, you know, I say I'm not good at it. And then I
1: Give
2: you all these tips. So that was a stellar example. Look at you. (laughs) You know what? Research tells us that our social network grows and grows and grows until about the age of 25, at which point it declines rapidly. But it kind of makes sense because if you think about what's happening at that time, people are getting laser focused on their career goals. They are moving across the country for their jobs. They are having kids. They're getting married. Their values are kind of changing after college. And those things do kind of um, bring us in separate directions. And so, you know, I think a lot of us kind of have that, like we sit in that nostalgia of like, ah, oh, it was so easy in college. Well, yes, because you were in a dorm Saturated with your peers, you were in class all the time. Yeah, go
1: go join a commune if you want
2: it to be easy. <laughs> yeah, you know, and so so yes, it was. You were in the same life stage at the same time, everything was together, you know. And so, you know, I think it it's very unsexy, but the reality is exactly what you just said of putting it on the calendar, especially as business owners. I I live and die by my calendar. So why am I not also putting, you know, at four o'clock, I'm going to so and so's house and we're doing this thing for an hour. And I honor that the way I would anything else. No, that's not sexy. No, it's not that fantasy of like, oh, I just want it to be like organic though. I know it's, it's not that. However, if I'm claiming I want to feel connected, man, I want to feel in touch. What am I doing to make sure that happens? Because too many of us are seeing friendship as, um, as a, a nice to have when it's a need to have. We push it to the margins of our lives. We tend to prioritize whatever's making us money and family. And if I have time left over, I'll get to that. And then simultaneously say, man, I feel so lonely. And so we've got to start talking about friendship more from like a wellness perspective. And I really need this in order to kind of give it the the time that it, that it requires.
1: Well, I want to transition part of this conversation to the um... Shedding some friendships, and as you yourself change as a person, just in general, but specifically because we are talking to business owners, we've had this conversation pop up literally today in a coaching program that we're in of business owners who are b- becoming more and more successful, and they start talking about their achievements in business, whether it be financial milestones that they're hitting or really cool. Like I was featured here. Or, I was published here. Or, I did this thing over here. And then they're finding some of their older friendships um, don't like that. And it, it, those they're starting to feel weird. And so they're. I think people are having to kind of process what that means. And they're either wanting to shed their relationship and they don't know how, or they're wanting to change part of even themselves to keep that relationship and they don't know how. What What are your tips kind of around that?
2: You know, whenever we enter a different life stage, somebody becomes an entrepreneur and now it's like, oh, I don't know how to relate to her because I'm still in a nine to five or whatever it is. Your needs shift. Now you need somebody who can appreciate you got that press feature and you feel like your other friends can't really get it. Whatever it is that creates some kind of shift in your friendship, it makes sense that naturally it would kind of make you lift your eyebrows up in suspicion of like oh my gosh what's happening what do i do i'm i'm going to i'm going to keep it real for a second i'm going to run through a couple things and i need you to be you know for those listening self aware of which one applies because what happens a lot especially in female friendships that's why i specialize in this is we end a lot of friendships prematurely because we won't say the thing or because we created a self-generated narrative hands down I've never done either of those things. (laughs) You know, so we'll say like, oh, she didn't support me. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean? Did you tell her? Did you tell her you needed this? Well, no, but okay. You know, so we do a lot of that. Now, a couple things. One, if you find that your friends can no longer relate or they can't appreciate that win as much as you – first determine, is that necessarily a bad thing? Because if they're not entrepreneurs, then of course, they probably don't understand the importance of the fact you were featured on this podcast or you sold out this program. But the the key here is, are they still willing to celebrate or say, oh my gosh, that's awesome. But is it important to you now that you have friends who get the impact of those specific wins? I can't tell you what's right or wrong, but get clear on, is it important to you that you have people who are your friends who understand the impact of the things that you know you celebrate the same way you do i can't make that determination i think what we need to pay more attention to is for those who are not interested uh, in that part of our lives, they don't inquire. They uh, say things that feel like they're, you know, um, maybe shading a little bit what we do, things like that that feel like, okay, there's something there that felt intentional or negative. I think that's different than I feel like she can't relate to my life anymore uh, my new life anymore. So what can I do to cut her out of it? Because you know you have to determine how important is that friendship to you, and no, maybe you guys don't share the same things in common that you did three years ago but is she really attentive? Does she show up to things when you ask? Is she a good time? Is she a great listener? Because in my opinion, that's somebody to keep around. And maybe I have to say to myself, well, gosh, okay, I can't, I can't really talk business stuff with her, but is that bad? So it really does start with determining what are your absolute needs in a friend? And then what are your thresholds, non-negotiables, where you're like, I don't even want this relationship in my life anymore. Sometimes those things are different. So if for whatever reason you have determined, oh yeah, like this friendship's expired, I think I need to like end it, there's a couple ways that you can do that. One, I always advise against ghosting. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. To have the dignity to let a person know why I'm going to stop responding to you right now because it just feels a little it feels a little harsh. So, you know, letting them know somehow. Uh the one thing I advise against if you are going to have like a full conversation, let's say she's done something egregious and you're like, I need to let her know like I can't do this anymore, um is to make sure you focus on your needs and not her behavior because we'll be quick to say, you know what? I feel like you don't XYZ XYZ. I feel like you are always but it doesn't matter because all she's going to do is defend and be like, are you serious? And tell you all the ways in which you've observed incorrectly. So it's not even about her. It's about you. So you might say something to the effect of, you know what? I've actually been prioritizing XYZ lately. And I just, I'm sorry. I feel like I cannot. Maintain this friendship and keep prioritizing that. And so I, I, I don't know that I can keep hanging out in the same way that you're looking for. But I'm letting her know because of what I need, I can't do this anymore. And it's less about you're too this or you're not this enough, which sends women off into the world with a complex because now they've been told by a friend that they're too much. So I'm not going to detract from you or your character. It just doesn't align with what I need in my life anymore. Um, If it's something where you are, you know, having a friend and you feel like you need to slowly let her go, if you don't want it to be a total cutoff, then you have two other options. One is you can decrease your frequency because some of us would be okay. It's just like, I just have to see her once a quarter. I cannot do her every day and your friendship will be fine and that's okay. And then the second alternative you have instead of cutting somebody off is to recategorize them. So a lot of us, and, and this sounds harsh, but a lot of us are expecting this friend to be a level nine friend. And so we are therefore disappointed when she doesn't answer when we call, when she doesn't understand all our business ventures, when she doesn't do all the things. We're like, oh God, I'm so dissatisfied when she doesn't have the capacity to spend the same amount of time together. But you have expectations of a level nine friend. I wonder if in your mind, you kind of put her back on the shelf of a level four friend. This does not mean she's a level four person, but I prioritize her as a level four friend, meaning I think I'm going to make myself just be satisfied with, you know, happy hours or having a good lunch with her. And I'm going to be okay with that. I'm no longer going to hold her to the expectation of meeting all these other standards. I wonder if I can be satisfied with our friendship. If I just saw her as like my hangout buddy and stopped expecting her to be my vulnerability part, you know, my partner or my business brainstorm buddy, releasing her from that expectation and releasing yourself from the disappointment that comes with her not being able to measure up. So is there a way that you can either decrease frequency or recategorize your expectations to experience a little more satisfaction in that in that friendship, and see kind of what happens from there. This has been
0: so helpful, and I, I think one last question before we get into talk strategy. To me, first of all, the levels—I don't know why that's such a mind-boggling thing. Like it makes total sense, but I'm wondering if it's part of my unsatisfaction is I've held all these people to a much higher standard than what they probably are. And they would be totally fine being that level four, like you're saying, but maybe I'm really just craving like one level nine friend, you know? And so if, if you're just not sure like who that person is or who they could be, or like, even if you did come up with those couple people in mind of like, who, who could I kick around and like, maybe bring that relationship back up. How do you assess? Because I think when you constantly feel like you're the one like initiating, I think, and I get, um, part of me is like, well, you got to communicate what you want and what you need, just the way you would with your spouse and blah, blah, blah. And I'm hearing myself all in my head arguing anyway. But like, how do you cultivate that deeper relationship
1: intentionally and make sure that's what they want too? Right, and with someone in person, because I I feel like I have I have a couple of really high level friendships, but
2: they're they don't live here. There's there's something called the friend triangle. The words friendship and intimacy merge together, and it's by um, a friendship expert. Her name is Shasta Nelson, and she argues that if you want depth in a friendship, you need three things. The first is positivity. This appears at the base of the triangle because if it's not a pleasurable experience to be together. I'm not even going to elect to try to build something more because it's not fun. This is for those of us, a self-call out who get into the habit of chronic complaining, venting. We constantly need reassurance when we're with our friends and they have to build us back up. And some of us, we do it. We don't even realize that's what we're doing. Well, that makes for a crappy experience for the other friend. So positivity. You can't have depth without it. The second is consistency meaning I see you often. Um, We just covered this episode on um, my podcast, The Friend Forward Podcast, But we talked about um, five reasons women feel lonely even though they have friends. The number one reason, hands down, was we don't spend any time together. I have friends, but but I never see them. Okay, well, you're going to feel lonely. And so, the second component is consistency. And so, whatever that looks like to you, all we're not saying every day, but a rhythm. I can expect I'm going to see you, hear your voice, see your face. You know, every Thursday, every other Thursday, I'm I'm, I'm checking in. We're I'm touching, quote unquote. We're, we're touching, and so consistency has to be there. I know a lot of people do that thing of you know, oh my gosh, I could go like a year without seeing my best friends, and we just like pick up from. And I'm like, that's really great for you. Okay. And I know some people have that. I think it speaks more to your chemistry, but still there's going to be something different if you're just self-reporting to me what's going on in your life once a year. And then me actually knowing the developments of your life and your hardships and how those are working out for you every day, that's different. So consistency is important. And finally, vulnerability. A lot of us say I want depth, but simultaneously do not feel comfortable sharing about something we're struggling with, something we've been through. We're not comfortable trying new things in front of other people because we're self-conscious. All that has to do with vulnerability. And it's directly tied to how um, comfortable and deep you feel with other people. So is that on them? or is that on you for for how much you're willing to test the capacity of that friendship to be vulnerable and why not you know and so those three things have to be present if you're like gosh i mean i know i know people and i have friends but they're not deep well which of those three things do we need to increase so we can get some of what we're looking for.
1: That was super, super helpful because I, I have some people who are here who I've been wondering, why aren't they higher up on the tier of my friendship? And I, I can't put them there for some reason. And it's because they're missing one or more of those three things. And I'm like, oh yeah, because something is off about it and it's just not gonna work on that higher level.
2: Yeah. And you, and you have to have people who are equally invested. You know, I do hear that complaint a lot. Like, gosh, I I thought we were cool, but she is never available. She's never, and that's unfortunate. Like I said, some of us don't prioritize it right now, or we tap into friends when we need them. You know, we broke up with the boyfriend or, or we're, we need somebody to hang out with and we tap back in. So we do sometimes have a misalignment in terms of somebody who's like, no, I'm, I'm pretty intentional about my friendships. And other people who are like, yeah friends are fun they're cool but you know and so sure that would be that's that's the issue there is values if we don't value friendship itself the same somebody's going to be a little disappointed and so yeah you have to find somebody with the same same values and then you have to assess yourself you know i know you asked you know well how do i assess those people you know but am i giving what i'm i'm looking for which sounds so cheesy but like am i somebody some people would want to be friend am i positive am i consistent if i said yeah let's hang out thursday Five minutes before, am I like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I actually can't. That stuff matters. And I know it's a, it's a common thing now to be like, you know, those little memes that are like, how I celebrate when people cancel plans secretly. I'm like, heck yeah, I get it. I've done it before too, but the two just don't go together. So if I'm also opening my mouth to say like, gosh, I just want people I can like rely on. I want to connect. And it's regular for me to cancel plans. The two go together. And so, you know, there's there's this whole list of like, you know, uh, traits, like 13 traits that make for a good friend. And some of them are what you would imagine, reliability, honesty, things like that. But two that would surprise you are um, self-confidence. So people who are not sure in themselves, it affects how you can show up for another person. And then the second thing is a willingness to trust, not trustworthiness but a willingness to trust. If you're that person who's saying things like, I don't know, you just like can't trust some people these days. You can't trust women. Like, I don't know. I feel like I have to be careful. Sometimes when I hear that, I cringe because I'm like, no, you're secretly secretly signaling that you're not ready for friendship, (laughs) you know? But like, if you think about it, why would I want to befriend a girl who's waiting for me to disappoint her? And then when I do, she's like, see, see, you can't trust people. It's like, well, no, I'm a a, a human and I'm sometimes going to let you down. You know, it also impacts how vulnerable you are. If you don't trust me, you're not going to open up. And then it's a cycle because now you don't feel close to me. And so, you know, assess yourself, keep your eyes open to people who are signaling. They also prioritize friendship. Be intentional. Push through conflict. If you need something, say it. So, you know, I I answer all these questions all the time and I love these conversations. But if I had to drill them down to like three things, it would be that say what you need, stop running as soon as things get weird. And you have to be intentional about friends the same way you would about your business.
1: Stop running when things get weird needs to be like (laughs) my motto.
0: (laughs) <laughs> oh, I I feel like I lean into the weird a little way more than Emily. Um, Not a little bit more, way more. But anyway, I truly, this is, and maybe it's because I'm in business all the time. And like, I don't often like really think about this, but I need you to know that this was so immensely helpful, gave me so much to think about. And I'm, I'm excited for all our listeners because they're, they're going to be like, I didn't even know this is what I needed, but apparently this is what I needed to hear today. Um, But I do want to give them, this has been a very tangible takeaway podcast anyway, but we are going to go into talk strategy to me. And I'd I'd love if you could just, if all of those things started to feel a little bit overwhelming, because we gave you lots of different strategies. If we were to just start with one thing, maybe the assessing the people that are already around you to kind of like, Put them on the right levels and 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 see where we can go deeper and in who with. What are like two to three action steps you would take in the next week to to reawaken that relationship and and start there?
2: I got you. Step number one. You're gonna identify your top three to five women. And I wish I can give you a list of the qualities y'all need to have, but you go with your gut here. Who are women who you're like, dang, she seems interesting. She seems really funny. I really liked my last conversation with her. Whatever your criteria is, who are three to five women? The reason I say put their names down, those three to five, is because research tells us that our brains have the capacity to handle five close relationships. So we can handle 150 social connections in our mind. So if you think about it like a circle, like 150 connections, and then concentric circles getting smaller and smaller inside of that, the smallest circle represents five. The argument is that your brain can only handle... Maintaining five of those. And get this if you have a romantic partner. Then that person takes up two of the five spots. And so this what is where some of <laughs> the business partner that's like basically a partner. Like, does that mean only have one spot left? Oh, God. I know. Sometimes women are like, oh my God, I have three kids. What does this mean for my life? <laughs> so, so before people panic, like, holy crap, I'm friends with my sisters. I have four of them. What does this mean? Will I get married? You know, I'm like, okay, hold on, slow down. Research is just a guide. The the It's just guidelines for us. The real point here is you need about three-ish people you are close to you want to brag about having friends, that's cool. But if you also can't be vulnerable with them, what is the point? You need three close quality friendships. That is step number one. Who are the three women you'd like to get intentional about getting close with? Step two would be, think about that triangle we just talked about. Which of those three things, positivity, vulnerability, consistency, can you step up with those three women To get what you desire. So if you said, I like Amy, Susie, and Tanya, great. For each one of them, look at that triangle. What do you need to be doing to start experiencing some closeness with them? And then the third step would be to do the outreach and to get consistent. If she says, Oh, actually, I can't get together on Saturday, do not fall apart, snap out of it. Do not fall on the ground and be like, Oh my God, this is why I can't do this. Stop it. The key we're really looking for is a woman who collaborates and negotiates with us. So if she says, Oh, I can't on Saturday, but what about next Tuesday? That's what I'm looking for. And so do your outreach, be consistent. Don't be so fragile. If a woman's not available, keep pushing through, but those would be your three steps. Write their names, figure out where you can improve and increase that triangle, and then do your outreach and be consistent.
1: Danielle, that was incredibly helpful for us and for all of our listeners, I know. Um, If they wanted to continue the conversation with you or learn more from you, where can they do that online?
2: Yeah. So our website is betterfemalefriendships.com. It's got all the things. Um, We recently launched a program because it's normal to us to get a business coach, to have a marriage counselor, Um, but why not get support? in what I would argue is probably one of the most important relationships you'll ever have, at least according to research, your your relationships. And so so we started a, a, a program that walks you through how to master adult friendships in 60 days, like to learn and all the things. And so far, it's been really cool. And so all that's at betterfemalefriendships.com. I'm on Instagram under my name, Danielle Byer-Jackson. And I look forward to to all the DMs I'm sure I'm going to get with essay style questions. <laughs> and I look like, forward to that. <laughs> I saw
0: that target and thought of you. <laughs>
2: yes, <laughs> yes. Yes. Go for friends? it. Like, um, <laughs> you just... Anyway, it's fine. Thank you so much. What was the name of your podcast again, too, so they can go subscribe to that? My podcast is called Friend Forward, and, um, and I look forward to, to seeing everybody over there.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Danielle, thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
0: Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join The Co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy-to-customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics, we make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless.